Martha Stewart here. As a devoted pet parent and culinary expert, I ensure my cats and dogs are fed the finest nutrition. My premium pet food features air-dried protein inclusion, whole fruits and vegetables, and never any fillers. Martha Stewart pet food formulas make it so easy to satisfy the dietary needs and taste preferences of your pets. Now all six delicious formulas are 50% off. And there's convenient home delivery on Chewy.com. No more lugging heavy bags and your pets will thrive on the optimal nutrition and great taste. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, coming May 15th, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So should we get ready to start? Yeah. Okay. okay. Take that and put it in your cushion so you don't feel it. If it vibrates, we might. Yeah, it. So turn it off. Turn it off. Yeah. You're not going to answer it anyway, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, I I, and I'm the one. I'm the one who didn't turn it off. Hello. Hello, everyone. This is Martha Stewart, and today I am going to introduce you to two of the most attractive, most interesting, and most um, unusual guys <laughs> that I know. They are. Besties, as they say, which I hate. I hate the word besties so much, and I don't like it when men introduce me to their besties. But these guys are best friends. These guys are colleagues. These guys have worked together for many years, and they've also worked with me for many years. And I have been seen out and about with them at parties. Everybody always asks me, who are those two handsome men? Maybe they wanted to be a couple. I don't know. We're going to get into that. (laughs) But they are good friends, best friends, and they are extremely interesting. Let me introduce you to Kevin Sharkey from Boston and Douglas Friedman from New York. Hi, Martha. Hi, Martha. Hi, guys. Nice to be here. It is so nice to sit down with you on this very busy day. You know, we're getting ready for our great American tag sale. 
and I am beleaguered and besieged and <laughs> really not bedazzled. I am really <laughs> I or am beguiled. I, I am a little beguiled. So I'm glad you are here to interrupt the preparation for the tag sale and to maybe do a little shopping and a little advising. And this is what I rely on these guys for. I rely on these two men for advice. I rely on them for their artistic talents. And I rely on them for their incredible professional behavior in their jobs. So, Kevin, let's start with you because I think I've known you longer than I've known Douglas. Yes, you have. Mm -hmm. How many years have we known each other? We have worked together for 27 years now. 27. Boy, it seems... Sort of seems like yesterday that you were unpacking boxes and doing kinds of menial work at the uh-huh. magazine at yep. Martha Stewart Living. Yep. But um, where were you before? Before I came to Martha, I was at Parrish Hadley, which was an interior design firm in New York City. I was Albert Hadley's assistant. And then I came to you, and I've been there ever since. I have a very short resume. Very yeah. short. You And schooling? Tell me a little I bit. I went to the Rhode Island School of Design. I studied architecture. And it was a great place to go to school. And actually, when I joined Martha Stewart Living Magazine, you were the largest employer of RISD graduates ever. I know. I was so proud of the fact, remember? Yeah. We had an event at Martha Stewart Living for Rhode Island School of Design fundraiser. And it was announced that I had more graduates working for me than any other company. Yeah. And you collected RISD grads, but you had them throughout your organization. It wasn't just art directors well, or just stylists. Yes, was- I, I wasn't hiring just art directors. I was hiring textile experts. Yep. I was hiring photographers. I was hiring people who worked with metal, furniture designers. What was your major? Oh, you were an architecture. Uh, architecture. I was an architecture yeah. major. An architecture major. And we placed them very carefully in our seven key core content areas, areas remember? Yep. yep. And Douglas, when did we finally meet? We finally met, I mean, it must have been about 15 years ago. And I, I actually, I remember exactly when we met because I'd become friends with Kevin. And then Kevin said, do you want to come to sushi tonight with Martha? And I was so nervous. <laughs> and so I remember we were sitting there at sushi. Do you remember the restaurant? Which restaurant? It was, which is the one with sushi all the beautiful, Yasuda. Yasuda, the beautiful kind of, the yeah. bamboo walls. Yeah. It was so beautiful. Yes. And we had the loveliest, loveliest dinner. And I was like, why was I so nervous? What was everyone getting me so up nervous about? It was so nice to have dinner with you that night. And I think that's when we became friends. Yep. And then we started to work together. We worked together a little bit. We did work together a little bit. We did a couple of photo shoots. One was a disaster. Uh-oh, the why? first one. What the happened? first one. What happened? I thought I'd never work with you guys again. But you see, we always give second chances. I got a second chance. And we, we were- give third chances. <laughs> I remember we were shooting Margaret Roach's house. Yep. And I was such a young photographer and I was so new to the game and I was so happy to, I mean, the most exciting opportunity. And my assistant had loaded, we were shooting four by five. It's the assistant's fault. It's always the assistant's assistant's fault. fault. And he had loaded all the film backwards. (gasps) So for two days we'd shot nothing. That deserves firing on the spot. But it was also, you were shooting the (laughs) editor-in-chief at the time, her house for a September issue, a decorating issue. It was a cover story. It was like a big deal. Like the, the day of the shoot, I thought my career was about to change. And the day after the shoot, I thought my career had ended. Well, I must say you recovered extremely well. <laughs> I did. Douglas is now busy and it could be busy 365 days a year with photography jobs all over the world, all over the globe. He is traveling. He is peripatetic. I don't know anybody who travels more and does more in a week 
as a photographer than Douglas Friedman. I really don't. It's been How many busy. miles do you have, Pecrum Flyer miles? So many. So many. I just became executive platinum. Naming the magazines that you appear in all the time. I mean, it's, it's Architectural Digest and El Decor. And then the international editions. Mm-hmm. It's really the ones I love shooting for the most. Right. And they have so many photo shoots everywhere. And you have so many friends with extraordinary properties. Mm-hmm. Are you doing mostly interiors now and portraiture? I do. I would say that it's 90% interiors and architecture. And I'm starting to get back into portraits. There was a moment I wasn't so fond of taking them. But you take very nice portraits. Thank you. Yeah, I really love your portraits. And I remember when you were doing like Serena Williams. Right. We were shooting uh, her. In a- and you were so happy. I think you were nervous at that shoot too. But A little bit. But you were so happy with uh, the outcome. Well, you know, 10 years ago when we were, I was doing a lot of work with Harper's Bazaar and, you know, on a portrait shoot, you need a moment to kind of connect with your subject. So, and at that, this was before Instagram, it was before TikTok, it was before all this content needed to be created. So you would have the day with your subject to get to know them and to take a great portrait. And then with the advent of social media, the moment of taking the portrait became almost the least important thing on a shoot because all the other content had to be created. Oh, right. Every, so, and they ask for so much content now. Each you know. magazine, you have to take so many things for so yeah. many different Instagram, TikTok, as you said. You have to do it for online. You have to do it for a blog. And, and we, we have those same content. requirements now. Right. Video, you have to do video. So, so you know, 15 years ago, if I got to take your portrait, we'd have, we'd have some time to take a portrait and, you know, connect a little bit. Now, it's hard. It's kind of squeezing too much out of a day. I think so. Well, what it is is squeezing a lot out of the subject. Subject, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it gets a little bit repetitive. Mm -hmm. And so I think maybe, maybe, maybe things will calm down a little bit unless there is a new social platform that is developed in the very near future that's going to change everything. Maybe something will come that will simplify things. Yeah, if they could simplify it, that would be better. Because changing gears. To have competitive Instagram with TikTok, with just the internet itself, Mm -hmm. with Twitter. Well, maybe if there was a way of creating less content and making the content that was created more important. That's a very good point. Might be nice. Yes. I'm going to remind myself to post a little less. Well, can you do that though? I mean, posting is, isn't that how you get jobs? I mean, you're obviously established and people know who you are, but isn't it important for your brand to be posting what you- Absolutely. But maybe it's curated a little bit more. There's an idea that we curate a little, maybe edit it slightly. Do you do all, you don't do all your posting? I do. He you does. post oh, all his, that? He is, I do. Don't how do you, you have the time to yes, do that? Yes, I do my own. Yeah. He does his own. You do not do enough. No, when I don't. I see the pitiful number of photographs <laughs> that my very important employee uh, posts, I am kind of disturbed. And we're going to get into that, Kevin. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, we, have, we have some opportunities coming up in the future where we could do some posting. Kevin okay. is now EVP, Executive Design Director of the Martha Stewart brand uh, at our new company, which is called Marquee. And uh, not only is he the director, but he has also co-authored a very beautiful book with me called Martha's Flowers, A Practical Guide to Growing, Gathering, and Enjoying. And Kevin and I worked very well on that book together, and it is a beautiful book. If you haven't seen it, listeners, you should take a take a look at it. Kevin knows a lot about flowers. When did you get to love flowers so much? When I was younger, my parents liked to entertain, and so there were always flowers around. I grew up with flowers in the house. And 
gardens. And I worked for the Arnold Arboretum in Boston. I thought I wanted to be a landscape architect. And so I've just, I've always been interested and fascinated by flowers. Why didn't you pursue landscape architecture? You would be very good at it. You know, honestly, that's all I want is to have a garden. I don't really care about having a house, but I do really like the idea of having a garden. Douglas and I were talking today on the way up here in the car, and I said that I made a critical error in leaving interiors. Um, I like to say that. I don't actually believe that, but interior designers just make so much money. I mean, <laughs> so much money. The good ones. It's staggering. And I'd the, obviously be the, the best. So I'm ones. not, I'm, I, I know that I, my taste is better than most people I know. So I, I know I'd be really good at it. But It's not um, too late. Nope, it's not. It's not too it's late. It's not too late. It's but not, I think I'm never try too to late to change. And change, as I always say, is good. Not that I want you to leave because- I'm not leaving. We, we, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. We, but you could do some design jobs on the side, Kevin. Martha Stewart here. As a devoted pet parent and culinary expert, I ensure my cats and dogs are fed the finest nutrition. My premium pet food features air-dried protein inclusion, whole fruits and vegetables, and never any fillers. Martha Stewart pet food formulas make it so easy to satisfy the dietary needs and taste preferences of your pets. Now all six delicious formulas are 50% off. And there's convenient home delivery on Chewy.com. No more lugging heavy bags and your pets will thrive on the optimal nutrition and great taste. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step, and you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of times you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Douglas Friedman is now a very proud homeowner of two amazing properties that I know about. One is in Marfa, Texas. And if you don't know what Marfa, Texas is or where it is, Douglas, why don't you tell us? God, Marfa, Texas is sits in the middle of the largest unpopulated landmass in the Americas. So it's about three hours southeast of El Paso, Texas, in the Big Bend region. We come, sometimes call it occupied northern Mexico. <laughs> it sits there all by itself. It's a tiny little town. Actually, I think, Martha, you were there first. I, I think was, you predated I everyone's was, arrival in Marfa. I was there in 1996 photographing Marfa as an art installation in the desert. Uh, it was founded by Donald Judd, who used yeah. uh, Marfa as his home. I studied all his furniture and stuff, and it's a little quirky, but... The art is utterly extraordinary. And now so many other artists have mm -hmm. uh, wandered down to Marfa and have installations, big installations. Huge. How many other artists have installations there I now? mean, Donald Judd created the Chinati Foundation with the Dia Foundation. So it's one of the largest permanent art collections on the planet. Mm. So you have the permanent collection of Judd, um, John Chamberlain, Dan Flavin has installations there, Ronnie Horn, Ilya Kabakov. And now there's, you know, Elm Green and Drag Set, this German art collective, they built the Prada store on the side of the desert, which was a temporary art piece that is now permanent because it's become so popular. Now, oftentimes when you look up Marfa, that's the first thing that the comes up thing. is this little storefront uh, sitting on the highway that says Prada and, and there's nothing in it. There's nothing to see. There's no, you don't go inside. You just no. drive by it. And it's just a, a really beautiful piece of living art right a, on the highway. A comment on consumerism. What brought you? there in marfa texas the donald judd he brought me there john yeah. paulson the mm -hmm. architect the english architect he told me about marfa he got me very interested in the project there and i wanted to photograph it for the magazine we did the first big national magazine story on marfa wasn't it called martha in marfa martha yeah. in marfa i would love to see a copy of that we yeah. stayed there for a while a cowboy actually gave me a set of silver spurs and flew, no. me, flew me around in his helicopter <laughs> and uh, we drank tequila of mm -hmm. all sorts and that tequila bar that had about 150 different kinds of tequila and we ate the best food they actually let me have a whole dinner in one of the museums there, mm -hmm. in one of the buildings. It was an extraordinary experience. And that's the kind of stuff that Martha Stewart Living did in those days. Very avant-garde and also informative. 
and very inspiring to other people. I think it sent a lot of people to Marfa as a tourist attraction. But you have built an extraordinary life there in Marfa. Uh, You built a house. Tell us about your house. You know, I went to Marfa about 10 years ago and and found like the end of the road like you you travel 12 hours from New York City to get to Marfa it is such an extraordinary journey and then you got into town and then you go through town and then you get on a dirt road and you drive 3 miles down a dirt road which is a long long way and it's exhausting and it's beautiful and you pass double wide trailers and you pass cars on blocks and you pass a derelict goat farm and then the dirt road ends and there was this perfect piece of land surrounded by mountains, endless, endless kind of grasslands. And I bought it. And I was inspired by it. And he has inspired many other people to travel to Marfa mm-hmm. and also buy property in Marfa. It's really inspiring to see what you've done there. Thank you. So here we are looking oh. at the article, Martha in Martha, with the Martha expert, Douglas Friedman. What do you think? Those are the grills that were built by Donald Judd. Aren't they amazing? The Foundation. And, and look, look at these. Look at these pictures. That's in the old Martha National Bank building. Isn't that great? It hasn't changed. Oh, my God. And some incredible food. And the food was amazing. All these salads. This is a carrot slaw. That's- There's... The preparation. You had had Lou Lambert. I did. Lou Lambert was there grilling for you. Look at that view. That's the view from my house. I know. Is this from the plane? Yes. I owned a shoebox like that. Remember, I owned the Bunshaft House on Georgica Pond in East Hampton. And when you built your house, all I could think of was, wow, this is like the modern Bunshaft. Oh, thank you. This is. It's a much more lively and much more livable than the Bunshaft House on Georgica. But did you ever live in the Bunshaft House? I did spend a night there, uh-huh. but I didn't I never lived there. And I loved that. I loved that house. I sold it for silly reasons, but sold it. And I'm sorry I did because it was uh, quite an extraordinary place. We did a paint story there. We did a cover shoot there of you holding a big picture. It was a February issue when it was a a story on painting with pink. What Kevin does is an extraordinary amount of work for the Martha brand developing millions of, well, I can't say millions, thousands of products. Oh, I think absolutely, for sure. And walking through the tents today and looking at, you know, products that we designed over the years and it just brings, it's like a flood of memories, a crazy flood of memories. But the work of the brand is extraordinary. And when he says, look, walking through all this furniture and stuff, it is, um, this is what's at the American Tag Sale. And it's really kind of fun to unpack a box and see Oh, we made this. Yep. And then we we made that. And Kevin's worked on everything from the Keymart collections mm-hmm. to the Macy's collections to the JC Penney collections Home to Depot. the Home Depot collections to the Martha.com, Home, Home Decorators, Martha by Mail, uh, QVC. <laughs> we we QVC. go on and on and on. And Kevin has been intimately involved with each and every aspect of all that product development. And also, not only the product development, but the packaging, the creative design of the packaging, too, and the colors. Oh, Fine Paints of Europe. Yep, and, and they're Sherman coming back. Williams. What part of your job, Kevin, do you like the best? What I really loved, I like making content. I loved working on the flower book. I loved making those arrangements. I love you and I going on these shopping tours where we find things and bring it back and we, you know, perfect it. And then we make it so our customer can buy it. I like creating, I hate saying this word. I hate create, I like creating content. 
I like finding things that we can make and sell. I like making beautiful pictures. I like creating stories that will inspire people. That's the part of my job that I really love. Now, that part of my job, I wouldn't say is necessarily the majority of my job now because I work with so many teams. So I always tell people that I feel like my primary responsibility is making an environment where the designers can create because that's what I witnessed when I started working for you. What I always tell people is Martha's one of her biggest accomplishments was creating an environment where so many people, all these people that you referenced earlier, photographers and metal makers and ceramicists and textile designers and all these people putting together a world where they could create a brand that has changed America. Like to be a part of that is extraordinary. So I take that opportunity really, really seriously. That's that's really what I like. And Douglas, when did you get into photography? Wow, photography. I kind of fell into it because I didn't quite know what I wanted to do. Where'd you go to school? I went to school in California, Occidental College. And I'd studied, I'd graduated with a major in anthropology and a minor in film. And I was going to be a documentary filmmaker. And I very quickly got sidetracked when I got a job working with a director called David Fincher on a movie, Seven, which was, you I mean. worked on that movie? I, I did. didn't know that. I worked on the movie, Seven. That's one of the scary movies I have ever seen. So brilliantly directed because there's nothing really that graphic to look at. It's I all in your mind. I had a boyfriend who worked on, on, with David Fincher on stuff. Oh, really? What yeah. did he do? Well, I don't remember art direction and uh-huh. stuff and, and so scary. I mean, every single one he of his films. He was such a brilliant man. Oh. And Is he so- dead? Fincher? Yeah. No, no he's oh. constantly directing and putting out even more interesting things. So I was with David for three years on seven Fight Club in the game and realized that I wasn't going to make, like I was never going to be as good of a director as David Fincher was, so why try? So I traveled, I sold everything I owned, and I bought a one-way ticket to India, and I spent a year backpacking around India with $10,000 in my pocket. And Did I you know, spend it all? I got a little sick at about month 10 and oh. came back to America, couldn't quite figure out what to do. So I went back to India for six more months and backpacked and I climbed the Himalayas twice. I think I've twice. seen this movie. And <laughs> it was, <laughs> Maybe a it, woman played your part. Oh, I think that was Reese Witherspoon. That's right. right. <laughs> but I went a little further afield. And when I, but the whole time I was traveling, I was taking photographs. And I think that was my hobby. And when I came back to New York after the second, and I needed a job, and a friend of mine was like, Gilles Ben-Simone needs a photo assistant. So I thought I could do that. Mm. So I went to be Gilles' assistant. And then I got another job assisting another photographer. And for four years, I was assisting. And I kind of gave myself that amount of time. And I assisted interior photographers and fashion photographers and portrait photographers and still life photographers and all types of photographers. And what I really responded to was was the interiors and the architecture. I kind of, that's where I developed my love for it. Uh And it was a struggle because- Is it because they don't talk back to you? Chairs don't talk back. I could spend hours with a chair in a room. (laughs) And, but, you know, interestingly enough, all the editors wanted me, everybody wanted me to be a fashion photographer. I think because I had tattoos and I had You know why? Look. Because he's really attractive. <laughs> Don't he tell him that. He gray, does not silvery, need to hear that. curly hair oh, and mustachio. <laughs> he wears gold bracelets and he has muscles and he works out. Wait a minute, who he, are we talking about? Wait. Him or me? <laughs> and he surfs and he has wait, broad shoulders <laughs> and he wears all black and white sneakers. What are those sneakers? Adidas, Dan Smith. Adidas, Dan Smith's. And the crazy thing is, 
everybody seems to like him. I don't know anybody who doesn't like Douglas Friedman. You should talk to some of my ex-boyfriends. <laughs> well, I'm not talking to them. I'm not talking to the boyfriends. I'm talking to everybody else. Everybody wants to be with Douglas Friedman. I go to Tennessee. Oh, is Douglas going to come? <laughs> I go to Texas. Is Douglas coming? It's like crazy. Well, but, picture wow. you're me. I'm always like, people are like, are they coming? Are they coming? Coming <laughs> with you? Is Martin Douglas here? It's like, uh, we don't all travel together all the time. But we are going to travel we soon. Will. Yes. We all have our adventures to come. Douglas really and fun Kevin trips. and Martha are going to go to Italy. Yes, we have quite a trip planned for I can't, this, this I can't spring. wait. I, I really need a vacation. Have I, you been to Lake Como? No, that's the one. You've never been? No. Lake Como is never going to be the same after <laughs> oh. we leave. Well, I'm going to call Mr. Clooney. Oh, great. And see if we can see his beautiful palazzo Maybe on the lake. Maybe have a lunch for us on Wouldn't the that water. be, nice? That would don't, be nice? I'm not hoping for any bothersome stuff. I just want to see his Oh, house. I am. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Martha Stewart here. As a devoted pet parent and culinary expert, I ensure my cats and dogs are fed the finest nutrition. My premium pet food features air-dried protein inclusion, whole fruits and vegetables, and never any fillers. Martha Stewart pet food formulas make it so easy to satisfy the dietary needs and taste preferences of your pets. Now all six delicious formulas are 50% off. And there's convenient home delivery on Chewy.com. No more lugging heavy bags and your pets will thrive on the optimal nutrition and great taste. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if... no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kevin Chu. Now here's here's Kevin. Kevin has two lives that I know about. Kevin work has his work life with me and he's and my family actually. Kevin is like Uncle Tio. He's called Tio Kevin by my two lovely grandchildren. And they live in the same building. Uh, they see each other all the time. But then he has this other life, which I call, you know, the secret life. And he says, I know all these people, but I don't know any of them. And like I call up, you want to have dinner? No, I have Monica. You want to have dinner? No, I have Tracy. Da, 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 da. It goes on and on and on and on. He must have, how many godchildren do you have, Kevin? Seven. He has seven godchildren, and he knows all their names, and he knows all their birthdays. I mean, I think I have 14 godchildren. And you I have a lot more than But I, I don't even know, know who they are anymore. <laughs> Everybody and wants Please forgive me, godchildren. <laughs> I will remember you when I die. <laughs> Your real great quality, Kevin, is that you make time for your friends. I try. Mm-hmm. I try. And that's a really, really good quality. Even if it annoys me because I want you to do something else, you make time for your other friends. I try. Do you remember that time, Kevin, where you took like a week? Kevin is so busy, one of the busy, almost as busy as Martha, but you took an entire week out of your schedule and you drove across country with me. 30-foot truck. We, yeah. I drove it across the country because you did can't did he sit drive. like in the middle of the seat? Yes. We had a bench seat. We were yes. with our friend Lucas Wilson. Yep. And, and the they three- stopped in every junk food restaurant across oh my God. the country. That's where I came and lo- fell in love with uh, Waffle House. I had never and, been to such a place. <laughs> or a Hampton Inn. And Dollywood. Yeah, you yeah. brought me to all these so places. I just wanted, there was this one story about So we were on this trip, and we were driving across country, and I was paying for it. So we would, like, every night we would stop and we would get a motel room. That's like, why you stayed in a motel. One yeah. room? Or did you like also one room? room. Yeah. With, with, we'd have two giant, like, queen beds. And Kevin, like, I would walk in with my knapsack, with my toothbrush and a change of shorts. And Kevin would come in with T. these Anthony two, bags. he would drag these two enormous purple T. Anthony bags. <laughs> and he would get into the room and he would take out a plastic tarp and he would cover the entire bed in the plastic tarp. And put out his his fabulous his sheets, sheets with shamrocks. Did he have the shamrock? Yes. Porto. Porto. Yes, the Porto. And he had like four sets of these sheets. And so he would make the bed. And then the next day he would wrap the whole thing up in the plastic and put it in his suitcase. And then there was another one for the next now, night. Did, when we go on an airplane, he brings out the little mm-hmm. pillow with the little Porto yes. uh, embroidered little pillow slip on it with the little borders of... 
blue or green. He took an afternoon nap in that truck every afternoon with that little pillow. He did. Did he know where he was and where he was going? Did he read the map at least? He couldn't do that. He couldn't drive. He was great company. He doesn't drive. Kevin Sharkey does not have a driver's license, everyone. Just remember that. And you know how debilitating that is? I mean, we have- much. I think he's he's the smart one. (laughs) When I needed him to drive, we forced him to drive up Cadillac Mountain in a Jaguar. No, you you forced me to, it was more harrowing than driving up. It was driving down. Oh, I'm forced him to drive down Cadillac Mountain. No, let me just set this this story straight. So we go, Martha, her daughter Alexis, and I go hiking in the morning. And Martha drives her Edsel, her prized Edsel car. And then somehow there's a Jaguar there when we're leaving. And I'm like, why are we, why are there two cars? I didn't quite understand it. Somehow they had conspired to have another car there. And Alexis and I drove a Jaguar back, and Martha was in front of us with her car. And Martha is probably the best parker of anyone I have ever met. But Martha is easily distracted. So when she's driving, she tends to stop without warning. Because I'm looking at a deer. She's looking at a deer or or an eagle or some moss or a beautiful rock or something (laughs) like that. And so you're driving down this mountain, and she's in front with her car, and then I'm white-knuckled in the back. And Alexis is next to me, and I'm waiting for the moment driving, when Martha right, you're stops. driving. It's like a little. It's uh, the Jaguar is so easy to drive. I don't know how to drive. It's not easy when you don't know how. So anyway, it wasn't as simple as just coming down the mountain. And I was, I was sure that I was going to like plow into you in the front and screw up the paint job of the car. And I was just, oh, I'm glad that's over. So yes, I don't drive, but I don't really miss it. I will tell you that. So. Because you've traveled so much, both of you, mm. where have you been that you want to return to and where haven't you been that you must go to? Um, that's so easy for me. I've never been to Japan. <gasps> I've never oh. been to Japan. Oh, you should you go, have to with go with me. us. I, of course. Yes. Okay. With us. Yeah. yeah so yes, absolutely. That would be a great I trip. I'd love to see Japan. Because I have a lot of friends in Japan. You do. And I know I've been from the north to the south to the islands. When was oh. the last time you guys were in Japan? Uh, before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But it's such a beautiful country and so much to see. You have to go to Yakushima, mm-hmm. where the oldest trees in the world oh, live. So and wonderful. you have to go to Nagano, where they had the Olympics. But let's talk about the food. Okay. Most oh, importantly. The best. The Japanese food. The best. Amazing. And the healthy, healthy, healthy food. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Kev? Um, I really want to go to India. That's really, really where I want to go. Have you so been? I haven't been. I was there for two days mm-hmm. a long time ago, but I was supposed to travel all through. I was traveling all through Asia, and I was supposed to spend a month in India, but I was too thin, and I was too, I was just <laughs> I, I by that time I had lost yeah. way too much weight, and I was not going to be able to like survive India, so Martha, I had to come back. Where do you want to go? Well, you I haven't been because you've been everywhere. I have not. No, I haven't been to. I have not been to New Zealand, even Ever? though. Never. I Even you guys went there a couple of summers ago. No, I no, I went to went Tasmania. To Tasmania, Tasmania. Yeah. and which was beautiful. I've gone all over Australia, but I haven't been to New Zealand, and I'm very, very anxious to go to places like Outer Mongolia. Interesting. I mean, really, and, and I haven't been to Petra. Oh, I want to go there. Oh, we yeah, just talked about that the yes. other day. I haven't been that. There. I, I have to see. And I used to want to take the Trans-Siberian Railroad. Not ever again. <laughs> I'm never going to do that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we'll ever, ever be able to do that again. But Not- I think there's a, a Trans-Mongolian. Yes. That, that would take, be that very train. beautiful. But what's the favorite place you've been? Uh, maybe it sounds so cliche, but 
I've been thinking so much about Paris. It's been such a long time since I've been to Paris. Mm -hmm. I think it's been about four years. Time to go. And I think it's time to go back to Paris. I mean, there's so many places I love visiting, but for some reason it's, I mean, that town has its grip on me. We've had fun times in Paris. Remember that time at the Ritz? Yes. Wasn't that the (laughs) The best The original Ritz. It was so much fun. Before Thierry Despont took over, Mm -hmm. right? It was a little threadbare and, you know, the the rugs had holes, the towels had, you know, it was... It was a bit Wes Anderson the first time. Remember that time Mm -hmm. the three of us were staying there for the fashion week? It's definitely, it's very glamorous now, very glitzy. My grandchildren experienced the new Ritz. Oh, and they had the best time. They did have the best they time. They spent most of their time down in the pool having oh, beautiful. having afternoon tea in the little bathrobes. Oh, wait, we were <laughs> there together around. recently, four years ago. Yeah. Remember we we sat and we drank so many martinis yep, at the Hemingway Ritz bar? bar. Yeah. Oh, so and those little hamburgers. Oh. I just came back from Paris. It was it was great. Yeah. The pandemic took its toll over there for sure. But they're they're cleaning everything. Have, have up. either of you seen the fallen Notre Dame? Did you go by? Yes. I did. You did? What, yep. what yes. does it look like? Um, is it scaffolded? It's being rebuilt. So you, the strange thing is when you go by, you you notice there's light that's not supposed to be there because there's no edifice to block it. It's being redone. So it doesn't look shattered the way you would imagine it would look. Oh, that was one of the most tragic things I that know. happened to, in France. Oh, but they're, they are cleaning that city up. Everything is being regilded and washed and power washed and everything. Well, we have the um, Memorial Day weekends in Maine. One of the few traditions that I that I have in my life, I I go to. You um, like tradition, though. I do like it, and it's hard to have it with the it schedule is. I have. But I, you know, I, I have an annual family holiday that's been forty nine years, and I have and Memorial that's in, Day in weekend Mystique, with right in Mystique. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about Mystique because you and your family. Well, you've really- been there too. It's such a wacky little island. It's so much fun. It's not what everyone thinks it is, but what do easy. people think it is? I think people think it's, you know, Princess Margaret and very kind of um, pretentious and British. And it's, well, it's very British, but it's not pretentious. It's quirky. I don't think anyone wears shoes. Yeah. And there's no, like, there's, there's nothing to do but just kind of sit on the beach and talk to people. It's nice. We have so much to talk about and so many things to do together still. There are so many ad campaigns that you can be shooting. Mm -hmm. There are so many portraits that I want taken. That I will do. Martha's still building houses, so there's more rooms to shoot. both these guys are two of the most charming men I have ever met, two of the most intelligent and creative and artistic men that I have ever met. And I really feel really lucky to have you both as my friends. And we are going to continue with this podcast interviewing other of my friends because these are, that's who I want to talk to. I want to talk to interesting people and hear funny stories and and reminiscences and hopes and dreams. So good luck with your new house, Kevin. Good luck with designing gardens. Good luck with possibly doing more landscape design. I think that's There's four true. acres up the road here, <laughs> ready for Kevin's artistic touch. Well, so thank you very much for sitting down with me, and I hope uh, you enjoyed this. Thank you, I did. I, I did really too. enjoyed this morning. Thanks, thank Martha. You. Thanks.
Martha Stewart here. As a devoted pet parent and culinary expert, I ensure my cats and dogs are fed the finest nutrition. My premium pet food features air-dried protein inclusion, whole fruits and vegetables, and never any fillers. Martha Stewart pet food formulas make it so easy to satisfy the dietary needs and taste preferences of your pets. Now all six delicious formulas are 50% off. And there's convenient home delivery on Chewy.com. No more lugging heavy bags and your pets will thrive on the optimal nutrition and great taste. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, coming May 15th, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.